0: This is Delimiter, and you're listening to The Paradise Arcade. The Paradise Arcade may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Paradise Arcade with Eric and Kyle. Welcome to another episode of The Paradise Arcade this week. Uh, we have a very special and interesting guest. I want to welcome him to the show, Delimiter. How you doing? Good. Good. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, super excited. This You coming on Aligning works perfectly from the last episode and then sort of the uh, moment in time with Data Wave becoming i think maybe a proper genre i i am not sure if we're there yet i think i think it is i think datawave is now its own thing um so i picked up on your music from z a bit ago i think you had maybe like two one or two songs on a soundcloud page um and when i heard your music after listening to Demon and then clyde shelton and then your music i'm like oh now we have a thing, now we have a genre, we have a thing, we have a scene. There's something, there's enough unique voices within this sort of thing now that people have figured out how to be different within the confines of what are the data wave rules. So I, I'm really curious you know, about your musical background and how you got into where you're at now.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I've been doing music for a long time, um, playing drums in a bunch of bands over the years. Um, you know, lots of heavy music, hardcore, post-hardcore, um, and other genres. And um, really loved that. Um, took a break for a few years, wasn't really doing music at all. And sometime during COVID, really got the itch um, to get back into it. And I thought, you know, I have a drum kit set up. Why don't um, one night like record some drum tracks and send it to some of the guys from my old bands and you know, try to get something going, you know sending sending tracks around uh, that type of thing. Uh, and then I realized that recording drums is really hard. <laughs> and um, I kind of suck at playing drums now. It had been too long. And I was like, boy, like you know this this is not going to work. So I started thinking what else I could do um, you know to to make music and i stumbled on some you know playlists someone i knew had put together that had some chill synth songs on it and i was like all right you know i like this i like listening to this it also felt kind of approachable from a like production standpoint i'm like i think i could maybe figure out how to make something that sounds like this even though I didn't really have any background at all in electronic music, um, and so I started trying to put some chill synth songs together, and you know it was going okay. But that's around when I think I heard True for the first time. Nice. I was like, oh, wait, this is this is this is up my alley, <laughs> and I don't think I'm the first person who's like, you know maybe in this data wave scene that had a similar moment is my guess
0: i think you're you're on to something strong right there
1: yeah (laughs) this seems to be a common theme yeah and um that's also right around the time that i think i heard the the term data wave and i think this was when about when night ride was going to start a data wave station um, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to try this. Like, you know, there's there's a, maybe I can get a track up on, on NightRide. Like, that sounds pretty cool. This data wave thing seems fun. And really, that's how the delimiter thing started for me. I just tried to make a track that I felt would fit in with the stuff I had heard that was being associated with this data wave label. So... You know the the people you mentioned, Demon, Clyde Shelton, Tom Trues, etc., and um, put a track together, and um had a lot of fun with it. I just you know it's 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 a fun sort of. I, I feel like there's uh, a lot of freedom sort of built into this, into the thing that um, you can do interesting things rhythmically, interesting things with sound. That whole like there tends to be. You know some like glitchy sort of elements that i think to me are just very interesting to listen to and really fun to try to pull off from a music production standpoint so um i you know just really started enjoying the whole thing
0: yeah that's really it's interesting that you you say that the freedom uh in, in the genre i think you know, I was talking to some other folks and if you listen to the Baker of Vanity Set interview, he talks about data wave is like music almost falling off of the wheels, like it's getting like right up close to the edge of like just falling apart and then kind of coming back to and then the polyrhythms and then the eighth note hi-hats and you know, like layman's terms hip-hop drums. You <laughs> right. gotta be lame like that. Uh and it's interesting As you say, like the the freedom of, because I I agree, you could do really weird things and especially you get into polyrhythms. It could be as complex or interesting. And I like that it's not tied to um, any specific um, sound per se. I suppose the the calm, true sound um, a bit. But I feel like, you know, again, when I heard your music, I thought, okay there's three people that are that are doing like the polyrhythms, the the lush sort of synthetic sounds and um, drum patterns and glitchiness. That but they're all different from each other. Like I think, you know, you put the three of you together, it's very clear that they're different artists. And to me, that reminds me of like the Warp Records um, genre back in or label back in the '90s, where you had IDM and it was. Square Pusher and Aphex Twin and Autecker, and they all fit into this umbrella term of IDM, um, but they are all very different from one another. And I feel like that's sort of the same thing that's happening now. And it's also interesting, I think, that you say that you're listening to Data or it's to ChilSynth. So what about what drew you more away from ChilSynth and more into DataWave? Was it I mean my guess is Having a background as a percussionist, your your leaning is towards rhythm and drum drumming.
1: Yeah, I, you're pretty much exactly right. That was one of the big things. It I don't think that even chill synth as a genre has some. uh It's not set in stone that you have to have four on the floor beats that sound a certain way. Right. But it certainly felt to me when I was trying to like you know fit into that genre with some with some tracks. I was like that's kind of where it naturally went and i think that uh i always loved listening to the the drums in in you know comp trues and and all these guys um it was just fun it was interesting and as a drummer i felt like hey that's kind of stuff i would love to play if i was just a little bit better at it you know like it it just it was really um really appealing to me so that was one of the big things. And when I started trying to like get a little bit more interest, well, to me a little more interesting with like drum patterns and stuff, it didn't, I don't think it sounded like ChilSynth anymore to me. And that's when I, you know, started looking around for what else this was. And since Datawave was just getting started, it really seemed to match up
0: pretty well. Yeah. I would definitely say that um, you've, ar- you arrive right when it, coalesced as a term. Uh whereas like Demon and Clyde Shelton were doing this kind of music. And Demon's gonna hate it that I say that he's data wave because he he's an electronic artist, but he's most known for his data wave sounds. Um, they were doing it before it was really a there was any term for it. And I think I was just talking to Nick about how you know, he's really trying to get people wrapped around the term data wave like twenty twenty one and like try he didn't come up with it, but he co-opted it and said these sounds equal data wave, this thing equals data wave. And so then Z got in right away with the night ride playlist and started to build up what that sound was, what that what those rules and boundaries, so to speak, were and then you popped right in there. Um, and I think really like stood out right away, at least for me. Um, and it's interesting that you're a drummer because I feel like that makes complete sense listening to your music, and that's your your background. Um, what other aspects of what you're doing now are engaging to you? I, I mean, I, I obviously I hear the um, the the drums, which are fantastic, but you also have some really interesting sounds in your music that I think are, are very different.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I like to, um, you know, it was electronic music is pretty new to me, right? Like I, I was really just like, you know, playing for such a long time, like a couple of guitars or bass and drums, very sort of basic stuff. And so when I started sitting down in front of a computer and, um, you know, seeing all the different tools and, and you know plugins that were out there, um, I mean, I think they're really inspiring, like just to like find some tools and just start messing around with your sounds. And uh, I just sort of hit upon a few things that just kind of things I liked, um, just ways to sort of, you know, torture some synth sounds and stuff like that, <laughs> um, just something that to me sounded a little bit interesting. Um, sometimes I try to like, oh, can I make can I make something that's sort of almost to me sounds like a guitar a little bit like, can I make something that sounds a little bit like, um, you know, some guitar chug from a from a metal song or something? Um, I just think it's it's fun and, and it's and just sort of experimenting. Playing around with things and seeing what sticks is a really, I think, a really fun sort of um, process.
0: So would you say that you're still in the the discovery mode of music making where you're you're excited about the new things and places that you can go? Absolutely, yeah. Like I, I feel like
1: I sort of have some idea of you know, just how to put songs together. But um, you know, I, I feel like there's a ton, at least for me, to learn and to figure out about um this whole space and um that keeps it fresh and exciting, I would say, absolutely. And I think, um, or I don't feel like, you know, even if you try to sort of keep in some boundaries of a genre like DataWave, I don't think there's really strict boundaries here at all, at least yet. And and I think that, you know, it gives you a lot of freedom to just try stuff out. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, re- really fun and really satisfying.
0: Uh, it's really interesting to me that um it the there's a lot of people in in chill synth and um even datawave where their backgrounds are in heavier types of music and has they've progressed into you know chill synth or datawave and i find that to be such an interesting juxtaposition going from kind of one thing to the other uh, Clyde shelton used to play in metal bands and he writes yeah. Clyde shelton songs as metal songs, but on the computer with the instrumentation that he has. So, and you being a drummer, um, and then, you know, decisive Quala being a drummer, and, uh, as well. And even hotel pools playing in bands forever. Um, I think it's an interesting, um, progression transition, if you will, um, into what this is. And I think everyone brings their own unique flavor. Again, you bring your own, unique perspective and flavor into this space and i think the space you know it's still being it's it has loose terms of definitions you know again polyrhythms the the hi-hat the syncopated drumming the all you know there's there's a few like calm truesy or apex 20 glitchy sounds but what we do with that and how you do it is completely up to you
1: yeah, absolutely, and right, and I think that um, I it, it doesn't feel to me like the this this genre has any particular goals of being um, uh, like reminiscent of the eighties or really nostalgic at all, um, which I which I find interesting because um, I, I sort of one way got into the to this stuff in general was. Like, oh it's kind of like you know you people are talking about a nostalgic sound a sort of 80s sound and i like that stuff it's great but i don't feel like the data wave thing is is trying to do that and i think it's um so you know i've heard you before mention the sort of like warp records afx twin side of things and and you know i think you can start you can hear that in some of the, some of the music that's coming out in this genre and i think it's um you know a little bit different some of the other stuff I've been hearing and and it's very cool um, it's also interesting that you mentioned the um, you know people playing you know one type of music and migrating over to this stuff. I'd lost touch for a few years with you know someone from an old band I was in and they just popped up as a person I might know on Instagram and as a chill synth artist and uh, uh, some spells uh, who's making awesome chill synth tunes and we reconnected and it's like, oh wow, you found your way to do this thing too um and it just seems to be something that is uh really appealing for people that have spent some time in bands which is you know f- fun but it's 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 there's a lot to it you got to load up all the stuff and and you know drive your gear to a show and it's just it it's you know it gets old and and i think it seems like a lot of people are that that i know at least are are finding their way to making music like this it's it's really fun
2: mm-hmm.
0: i it's it- With the Aphex Twin influence, I feel like mostly it's accidental. I feel like it's an influence of an influence. Like, Mm -hmm. I think when I, you know, when I talk to people and I say Aphex Twin, they're like, who's Aphex Twin? I'm like, you don't know the 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 glitchy polyrhythmic, you know, sounds that you're doing are, you know, they're they're from a a particular person. But I think, you know, it's been distilled through enough artists now that I don't think it's, it's lost in some people. Memorex Memories. Is probably the most obvious person who will state that like Autecker and and Apex Twin are a big influence on him, but like you know, be it Demon and Clyde, they're not you know neither one of those guys. I think they're aware of who he was, but weren't directly influenced. I think Comtrues is probably the the big influence um, on the initiating Datawave as a thing, um, and you know, there's a bit of co- there's a bit of apex twin influence on Seth a little bit, but not much. Um, but yeah, that is, that's an interesting point that you say that you, you know, other people that are, that are making the transition from traditional musicians. And I almost think to a certain extent, it's a, initially it was a way during COVID to stay creative and to have an outlet. You've got all this time and you're by yourself and you can't socialize and you've, how are you going to fill your time and feel satisfied? Um, and so I think a lot of people turned to music and musicians went from group playing to figuring out how to do it on their own and creating their own music. So I find that. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that there's a lot of resources and, and a lot of communities like there's, um, you know, the, uh, chill synth discord and, and things like this. Like you can find a lot of like-minded individuals. You can learn a lot of tips and tricks. Um, and that's, you know, I think it just makes the whole thing like really approachable for people that, you know, want to get involved with this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing I wanted to talk about, you, you mentioned something and I absolutely agree with you is that, you know, this music is, not really doesn't really lean on nostalgia as much. Um, and i think that's an absolutely correct thing and it because it's I, i'm not exactly sure how to how to track the progression because i'm not sure if it if Data wave comes out of the out of the chill synth community because that isn't necessarily th- that super nostalgic either yeah um and it is it a progression from that um but that's what that's why i enjoy it i you know the new ways of creating music and engaging people in its own voice. And, you know, I come out of the Synthwave wave community. Um, and so this, this development is new and exciting to me. And I think there's the most amount of, of upward mobility as far as creativity and, and whatnot goes. Cause I think again, it's so amorphous right now as to what it is that it could be anything. Whereas <laughs> I think other genres They've kind of baked into, well, this is, if you use X, Y, Z, then it is this type of music. Um, And I like that it's still being figured out. And I hope that no one figures it out. I hope it's just sort of loosely connected textures and sounds and ideas, but it's never really coalesced into something that's like, these are the rules of the genre.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's when things get stale. That's when people will start looking for something else to associate themselves with. Uh, and I th- I think there's a lot of runway here. I-, I don't think that we're anywhere close to that, which is which is very cool.
0: What are your thoughts with sort of the, the rise now of DataWave? Because it was, you know, it was a thing sort of just existed. You know, a person, you know, Z put up a night ride. Here's what we think of data wave and or data wave and like he throws com trues in there and some other people that are loosely associated but now i think what i've noticed over the last like this year specifically is that people are actively searching for it and and going after that sound what are your thoughts on that i i mean i
1: think you're definitely right and i've noticed the same thing um there's people working in sort of adjacent genres um Talking about their data wave tracks. Uh, we obviously have Wavefinder, an incredible album from, you know, synthwave veterans. Um, like we're saying before, even uh, you know, Voyage is is talking about his his data wave track and how much fun he had making it. And um I think this is like really exciting for me to see, at least. It's some like incredible, you know, artists that seem to be drawn to this in some way and are, and are trying it out and I think that's like really exciting because we're gonna get some amazing songs out of it and I think you know just makes more people aware of the whole thing
0: absolutely I'd like to move into um you know your kind of your vision for delimiter you've you've kind of you've got a, you know, five songs out at this point and you're working on more uh, you know we've discussed. What is your what do you hope to do with Delimiter and kind of get out of it?
1: You know, started this project with any particular goals other than um you know doing things that are interesting to me and and, and seeing if, if, if those things connect with other people. Um I certainly really um want to find uh you know ways to sort of evolve the what sort of what in my head is a delimiter song um you know i think it's it's easy for me to fall into certain patterns even among the you know the five tracks i I might say like oh boy i've kind of used that structure before and kind of fall back on something and um i just kind of always want to keep pushing that forward uh, and, and you know get out of my comfort zone with some of those things and see if i can um, make something else work i'm very interested in revisiting the um acoustic percussion side of this i think i'd be very interested in trying to add some some live drumming some some acoustic percussion into this music and see how that works there's some like I really loved the era of Cam when he was playing live with a drummer. Yeah, uh, you know the the um, is it Night Moves, the guy from Tycho's band. I think so. Um, and that, like, I I thought that was great. I thought that was an amazing um, combination and also a really cool live show. Uh, I'm, I think I feel pretty far away from it at this point, but I all I like playing live shows was always something that I absolutely loved doing and if there's any way to like do uh something here uh with with live musicians in some way um combined with with you know the backing tracks or something i think would just would be amazing um and so i think you know for me it's really just just trying to keep stretching myself a little get out of my comfort zone and 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 do things that are just um interesting to me, and I I hope they resonate with someone else out there.
0: Yeah, you, you, again, I think right time, right place for you where you're making music and people like, you know, myself were looking for it. You know, I've loved Comtruse for a long time, and when I heard Comtruse's music for the first time, I'm like, yes, this is is exactly everything I wanted, and then realizing that, well, he's sort of an island unto himself, that there really wasn't anyone it just seemed like, I don't know if his music was found to be sacred or people just didn't, I I don't know what it was, but he was just so unique for 10 plus years. Um, and then now again, it's not, I don't feel it's a, any sort of copying, but it's influenced by, it's like, how do you create these moods and tones and ways to engage your ear in interesting ways. And I think, um, the balance of his music with the, with the tempos and beats and then the synth sounds like other people are like, well, I could take sort of these things and find a new way to do it. Um And so now that this has come to fruition, it's like, yes, this is exactly what I'm passionate about. So I heard your music and I was like, yes, this is, this is a hundred percent. I think a lot of people are starting to get that same kind of thing of like, wow, this is, this is a really interesting music. This is really engaging. And it's sort of the same way I kind of felt when I had initially listened to Synthwave on that same kind of excitement. Like, this is new, but it feels old, but it's like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, God, it, hit, it hits all the right things, and but there's calm trues and that's different. It's sort of off to the side, and now it's like almost coming full circle years and years later. Um, and so this is, you know, I hope that it, it rises and continues to get acclaim, and I also we have to talk about Memorex Memories because, you know, he I think really properly released the first Data Wave album with In Motion too. I think he was, you know, because I don't think Clyde and Damon really, when those records first came out, weren't under Data Wave; they were just electronic music, and I think. Stratford releasing in motion 2, like that was the first time I saw like data wave as being labeled as the as the genre of the music and in motion 2 is is another is a fantastic data wave record for folks that are listening or wanting more of what limiter sounds like and these other folks and if you enjoyed wavefinder you know that's another great EP um, so we've talked offline a bit about your music writing process. Um, So is the, the process for you, like, do you start with a rhythm, uh, a sound, a feeling, and then proceed from there? How does that work for you?
1: Uh, I definitely will sometimes start with a rhythm. I think it's sort of relatively easy for me to uh, slot in a, like a a drum part that is sort of like good enough you know and i think the harder part for me is what can i found can i find uh some interesting sound here can i maybe make um you know uh, so i've often kind of start with um you know playing in some sort of rough melody or maybe some rough chords and then kind of looking at it be like this is kind of boring And then just, you know, trying to mess around with it until something sounds cool, you know, chopping it up in various ways, Um, you know, trying to uh, maybe uh, sort of generate some rhythms on top of uh, chord progression. And then seeing if something sounds interesting and maybe that, you know, sends you off into a different direction that you hadn't been thinking. So for me, I I feel like it's very... um, I don't know, trial and error, almost experimental of just, you know, trying to um, start somewhere and then just see where it goes until something sort of catches my ear and and then feels like, well, this, this is something I want to keep working on this. Uh, Another thing that happened a couple of times for me with tracks was I'd hear um, maybe some like unreleased come trues thing, you know, like an Instagram 30 second clip and like, wow, that's amazing. So I'm okay. This, this, I'm going to just like take this little idea and turn it into a track, and I never can make anything that remotely sounds like I think the Calm Truths track would. But you know, it, I, it ends up sending me down some path that um, doesn't end up sounding like like that, but sounds sounds interesting to me. So I think a lot of it is this sort of experimentation, almost trial and error, and um, waiting for something to sort of spark you know, or an excitement and that says, you know, this, okay, this, this is going to be the basis of a track. And then uh, from there, I really like something I really enjoy about the process is how to make a song progress. Um, And I tend to, I think my songs tend to end up in a pretty different place uh, from where they start. Um, And sort of piecing together how that like journey happens is some one of my, favorite parts of the process once i have some basic rhythm some basic sounds um a couple couple melodies or riffs um trying to you know have have some have like a flow um transitions and different parts flow together and end up somewhere different but hopefully um reminiscent of where it started or something like that is is really fun for me
0: I I would definitely say your music is a journey. And I like, it's interesting, you know, you come from a traditional uh, band background where you've got, you know, verse, chorus, bridge, and where your music feels more like a a journey or um, it has different movements and it ties back to itself sometimes. And like, I always feel like, very satisfied listening to your music and and where it goes and how you tie almost chaos together, you know, um, it's not, it's not, not really chaos, but you know, like it, there's just these really beautiful moments and how you use bass and just a different percussive elements to it. Um, it's just, it's very listenable and it's enjoyable and, you know, it doesn't necessarily lean on that same song structure of, you know, kind of that repetitive kind of pop music thing, which everyone is so used to, you know, four on the floor, you know, 100 BPMs, very specific song structure. This takes you on a journey. You put your headphones on, drive in a car, wherever it is, whatever you're doing, and it could be either the the soundtrack to whatever you're doing. Or you could sit back and really listen to it and engage with it because it's layered but it also has a lot of movement to it
1: yeah thanks i appreciate that um that's certainly something that i like to try to actively do um and um you know i think some of the people that i've been influenced by and memrex memories that that ep is actually i am happy you brought that up like a great example of that for me um, I listened to that a lot when it came out and not necessarily passively, um, you know, like actually listening and there was a lot going on and, and I would remember even thinking like some of the sort of hi-hat sounds from that, um, that record were just to me, like really interesting. Just, I just liked listening to it. I liked listening to how they would evolve, uh, in the context of a track. And, and so, you know, I, I, I tried, I try to do that, you know, it's, 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 um, I, I try to make things interesting. I try to do that, sort of take the listener on a journey stuff as as best I can. And I always love if I can, sometimes I think, hey, what, I basically, did I just write two or three separate little songs, you know, and just kind of string <laughs> them together? And that's sort of, I, I don't want to do that exactly. Um, but, you know, so I at least try to, um, you know, call back, like bring in a melody from the first part towards the end and that's, different way you know things like that to try to make it seem like a cohesive piece of music while you know i guess at least to my ear keeping things interesting and not not repetitive um, but it's a
0: fine line sometimes absolutely so we we're talking about your music we're going to take a break right now we're going to throw some of your music in there so people who have not heard your music can hear what we're talking about what all the fuss is about and then we'll come right back
2: to paradise Sorry. <laughs> you <laughs>
0: Hey, sorry for interrupting. I hope that you're enjoying the episode so far and that when you're done listening to it, that you'll tell us about it. You'll leave a comment. You'll like our page. You'll like the episode post. You'll share it. You repost it. You do all those things. Uh, all that kind of engagement uh, makes a big difference for you know what we do. We want to hear from you. And at the end of the day, it's as much about community engagement as it is about anything else. So all of those things commenting, liking, sharing, following us, it all matters. We also have a Patreon, where you can contribute as much or as little as you want. There is some exclusive content on there, and we will continue to update that. But know that your contribution goes back 100% into the show. I'm not going to ramble on. Kyle and I would just like to say thank you for listening, whether it's your first time or you've caught all the episodes. Thank you. So without further ado, let's get back to the episode.
2: Paradise. It's Paradise. RJ.
0: Alright, we're back. Uh, So thanks for listening to the songs, folks. Um, With with what you've got released, um, do you find that there's a progression? Do you think you've started to hit on what a delimiter sound is or elements that you want to bring in consistently
1: i i think so i think that is starting to happen for me a little bit uh which is which is fun and um you know again i don't really want to fall into a trap of um you know every song sort of having some particular pattern or particular sound but i guess i am interested in sort of with um a larger release ep full length whatever that i, I might try to try to work towards having a cohesive sound uh, on that release and uh, i think um i think i'm at the place where i, I have some some ideas with the things i naturally sort of gravitate towards the things that i like to hear in these songs and so I you know I I do think I'm I'm sort of getting there and I would like to um sit with that for a while and, and try to you know sort of have a cohesive um set of songs and then you know after that who knows but I definitely would like to sort of see how how far I could take that
0: Yeah I mean I definitely I feel like you know again you have a, a particular sound and and it just it's an interesting, it seems like a balance for you of of experimentation and instinct. Would you say that's accurate? I I sure
1: absolutely I do think that. Because the experimentation, um you know, it's it ha- there there's a goal in mind and it's sort of when something when I hit on something, like I, I sort of know when like, oh yeah, this this sounds like what I want a Dylan Bertrand song to sound like. Um and And it usually is sort of pretty obvious, and and once I sort of hit on a few different elements along those lines, um, you know, I can just finish up the track. It sort of of seems natural from that point on. It can take some time to get there. Uh, But also I feel like I'm still practicing getting better at all this stuff. Like, even just the technical aspects of it. I have a lot, you know, I, I sort of you know, trying to get better at that, I'm you know getting better over time. But um, you know, and it gets easier over time. Uh, but I do think that there's there's a certain amount of just instinct of like I know it when I hear it. Like I've I I try some combination of things. I'm like, yep, that that's cool. I, I you know I I I can work with that.
0: Yeah, you're really in the I suppose the golden age of delimiter because it's that excitement of like well n- you're not really you're not tied down to any particular thing no one has any expectations of you you won't yeah. you 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 do whatever you want to do, and it's that exciting journey of figuring it out what is it that you want to do, and you don't have anyone else pawn at you saying, "I want it, uh, why can't you make a, a song that sounds more like x, y, z that you did before um and I think that's a really Exciting place to be in a really enviable place to be in especially when like you know I think you've hit into something that's very interesting and very engaging Um, like what's been your experience you say you play in bands before um, you know what in contrast I mean what talk about the differences between the two experiences of you know being in the band structure versus being in this electronic space because I'm sure we're in the age of absolute internetism, or like even now, the last couple of years because of of COVID, I think we've become more online. Um, versus you know, it wasn't that long ago where you know the internet wasn't necessarily the most vital component of musicianship or getting found.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. There, there is a lot of differences. Um, I mean. For starters, there's the obvious one where being in a band, everything is a group effort, for better and worse, um, and that can be very fun and inspiring to be in a room with a few other people and, and everyone throwing out ideas. But you know, it's it's for me, it's been a you know really nice to have the, the exact opposite of just like well, where can I take this? I'm the only person generating ideas here, so like I. I gotta come up with something you know and that is a big difference and you know it's it's really fun for a change in contrast to the other stuff uh one thing i was you know talking about with some other sort of um folks that are newer to making electronic music on the internet um after years of of playing shows with bands is uh you know i don't know i feel that there it's there's just a lot of uh support out there uh for for people making music at least in these genres and um real you know this community there's people seem to really pay attention to new things and want to hear new things at least that's been my experience where um i found it you know trying to play and you know make any dent at all in the like new york city you know music scene playing clubs and things like that, uh, that was hard. And that was, you know, that's, that's very humbling. And, uh, I've been really, um, I don't know, pleasantly surprised with how, uh, open people are um, in these internet communities to like hear new things and support new artists. Uh, I, th- I think it's pretty incredible. And so I think it's been, um, a real, really nice change of pace for me after after a long time doing a different sort of music, a uh, different sort of uh, type of performance. This has been great. And I hope that, you know, it, it can sort of stay uh, fresh and interesting. Um, and, you know, I'd also love to figure out how to somehow combine the two things a little, like get another musician involved with with songs work with other work with other artists i think that sounds appealing to me as well because that sort of group effort is one of the things that make be makes being in the band so much fun and figuring out how to combine those things in some way would be really interesting i think as well
0: so you, you hit on a lot of very interesting um points and i think with beat vaporwave synthwave Jill synth, data wave. There, the communities aren't as much. There's not as many gatekeepers, and I think, you know, my opinion of that is, whenever there's big money involved and there are actual state like big stakes involved, that's when you start to see the kind of things get closed down and less collaborative and less open. Where, you know, if you want to reach out to uh, an artist that's fairly well known in our community. Uh, you're going to probably be able to get a hold of them and chat with them. And they probably will listen to your music and give you feedback. And where, as you say, like in the New York, whatever scene, it's a lot more difficult, a lot more, again, because of the stakes are different. Um, you know, there, there's elitists and gatekeepers and et cetera. And I know that people accuse uh, folks of being gatekeepers in Synthwave, et cetera. But I don't think it's nearly as prevalent almost it's almost unheard of um and I, I think you also bring another interesting point where I do feel like we're starting to see uh, a lot more collaborative synth artists across all sort of the synth scenes you know I think the first one that I really remember that was like a big event was Alex and Tokyo Rose with your their Akuma series mm-hmm. and then you go into stranger and destroyer or the night at the grindhouse series. And that's, that's dark synth. And then, you know, last year you had hotel pools and Allison. And then this year, now we've got big of a set and Sparrow. And like, I think it's starting to become a more, um, common practice. And it's beautiful because there's no record companies. There's no middle people saying you can't do this or work with this person or release this kind of album, you know, uh, especially for Mabs and um, Sphero where they come from sort of a different discipline and they're like, well, we're going to do this kind of thing because it feels right. And they just did it. Uh, and I think that's a really beautiful aspect um, to the community. And, and I'm really thankful to both of those guys for putting out this record because I think it's really the first accessible, big piece of data wave that's, that's put out there that people are going to be able to get on get a hold of and really get exposed to this kind of music um, so the fact that those two guys who very much can do whatever they want to do and, and, and play in different areas if you will of electronic music decided to do this I think that's such a cool thing
1: oh yeah I agree I mean, first of all it's just a, just a great record um, and the fact that this is what they wanted to do to your point they could have done pretty much anything they did this and it sounds great and people seem very excited about it um that's awesome to see and i think it's great for this for, for data wave you know whatever exactly that is i think you're right this is probably going to be the first time a lot of people hear that term and will hopefully associate it with like really excellent music and i think that's a really good sign for this thing becoming. Um yeah I don't, a real genre you know a real genre that people can sort of uh say yeah, i- li- i like that style and 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 go search out other artists that sound like that, and I think it's it's a very exciting time
0: you know I think what's even more special about that particular release is that both of those artists are so um tied to the community they're accessible they're people that you can know and and or not. You know they're they, they're not going to be like, "Well, we did the thing, and this is what it is, and no one else could be allowed to do this thing. Bleh. like yeah. it's like here's an introduction to this thing. We're really inspired by it. Now here's some other people here are other things that are are also involved, um, and I think that's really it, it's fantastic and again it's it's different than than other scenes. I want to loop around to delimiter specifically and sort of the the image that you sort of present with your songs and kind of thing. Can you talk about like, how did the limiter come about the name? And then how did you land on sort of this this image of where you're at?
1: Well, the name was really just, I, when I was, fra- was motivated to just, hey, let, let me get a track that, that would fit in with this um, new DataWave uh, radio station. Uh, I was trying to figure out if I just sort of use this chill synth, you know artist name that I'd put out a couple tracks on and you know wasn't that I wasn't crazy about um, or try to make a, a clean break with something new and and I thought that sounded good. And you know, I did not deliberate for a long time over this name. I wanted something that sounded um, you know, the sort of... Data wave aesthetic that at least you know I, I felt I saw a lot of it's like this retro computing. it's it's, you know, I mean data is right there in the name. and you know i work I work with software all day, and you know this was a word that just comes up. And I was like, all right, you know th- this this sort of to me at least, um, brings to mind the sort of like, uh, you know, Data, software, you know, this type of thing, and and I thought that was sort of appropriate. And you know, when it comes to the sort of visual aesthetic, you know, that kind of stuff is not my strength. And so, um, you know, I, I took a very like technical approach to coming up with any sort of visual for you know, um, yeah, just uh, out track art and things like that. Which is really like either um, finding interesting, you know graphic software, like maybe writing a little bit of code, uh, kind of um, you know trying to capture something the computer was doing um and make that the sort of visual representation of of the song. And in a way, it felt uh, analogous to the way lots of delimiter songs start out, which is, um, you know, trying to, um uh, experiment and create something and then capture a particular iteration or a particular combination of things um almost live and say yeah you know this this moment this moment in time um this combination of of parameters is something that i like and i want to capture and and work with and i feel like the way that um you know that sort of i came up with any of this art stuff having zero ability in that area mm-hmm. felt very similar that's
0: awesome. Um I love delimiter because it it can mean whatever you want it to mean. And I when I when I think of names it's like you want something that both you understand it, you get it, but you're not also confined to something so explicitly. Like I love that it's vague, but it's specific that it's you know, it's just it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Cuz you think of right. like like, a lot of, like, Synthwave folk, you know, I think when they, they create names, there's sort of this... I mean, there's literally a Synthwave name generator type and <laughs> it, it just randomly generates a Synthwave name because there's very key hallmarks of, like, what that's supposed to be. And it's almost, you know, there's always, like, Rising Sun 83 or da 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 84 or whatever 86. And so there's, like, you know, it's almost at this point sort of comical... Uh, synthwave names especially if you're a new artist coming into the scene where like there's already a lot of synthwave artists out there and so like the names are really kind of if you go after that very cliche kind of thing you're, you're really like oh you're a synthwave guy where like your name it really could just mean anything and I think all the folks that right now are sort of getting really properly into it their names really don't mean anything. Clyde Shelton is just a made-up name. It's not even his real name, right? Uh, or like Demon, you know, like what? I what does it even mean? And so I like I like that that there's sort of this, you know, it's not obtuse, but it's certainly you know like not attached to any particular idea. And I like again that that idea of like there's no limits, there's no cap to what this is, but you know exactly what it is when you hear it. It's funny now that we've we've had these releases, you've released your music. Now it's like, oh, that's a Data Wave song. You you can kind of <laughs> hear it. You could pick it out of people's albums that are that are being released now, because again, we've talked uh, earlier where, you know, Admon, and Decisive Koala and Voyage, like they're they're starting to put out these songs and they like they stand out so specifically in contrast to the rest of it be like that's data wave, and yet it is specifically their iteration of whatever that means to them,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly sometimes it it feels like people that are just sort of letting loose a little um you know sort of uh, and and what comes out is 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 maybe something that falls under the the data wave category and i I think you can almost hear the um um experimentation or the fun that people have making music like that and uh i think we're going to see a lot more of it you know i think that um it, it's just it's it's spreading around i think there's been so, so many strong releases recently that i think more people are going to want to play around and say, you know how, what's what's their take on data wave mm-hmm. uh, is it just syncopated drums and and like you know uh a certain type of bass sound or, or or something else. And I'm super excited to see what everyone and so many talented people that I think are going to be drawn to this, what they come up with.
0: Absolutely. You, know, you said something that excites me. You said you wanted to see what this would look like in a live setting. And and uh, admittedly, I played one of your songs at a concert Thought I was DJing. Um, so Delimiter has been played in a live setting. Um, that's amazing. but uh, the fact that you're saying that would be something you're interested in doing is also very exciting. Cause I love engaging with this music in a live setting uh, with other people. And I know that people, you know, the the joke is like, well, it's, uh, you press the space bar and that's what a lot of these artists do. But you know, that's not necessarily true, but it's also a different when you experience music together and, and, and you, See someone click into music that you they maybe they haven't heard before, like that's just magical um so it sounds like you have some very interesting ideas of of what to do possibly, and that that's also very exciting, although I don't know how you would pull off your drums in a live setting exactly
1: yeah oh, yeah, me either that, that's a big flaw in the whole plan uh but i I think. I, I, you know, as a background project, I, I still want to work on that. I think it, uh, you know, you got to make some compromises with that stuff. And I'm sure that there's, um, a version of, of, of drums that would fit in with these songs that, that, you know, might be able to be pulled off live. And I think that, um, I don't know, I, I just think it's, it's much easier, at least for me to engage with a live show when someone's really, you know, doing a lot of you know doing it there in front of you mm-hmm. and um i think some people really know how to do very interesting engaging live shows in sort of electronic genres but i think you yeah, know there's something about even just acoustic instruments right like a Absolutely. sound yeah. being generated by things uh smashing together in the same room that you're in that is tough to replicate and and to me you know
0: uh, just,
1: just very exciting.
0: So, um, with that, I don't I don't have anything else. I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk to me about it. I just I've been, you know, from when I first heard your music, I just was so excited about what you're doing, what this project is gonna be, and what that develops into. Um, so, I'm excited for a a full release, and then you know, hopefully, we'll get some physicals. Uh, released with that because i think you know um having that actual thing in your hand of a cassette or a vinyl or whatever it is like it just is a tangible piece of holding music so um hopefully that comes out soon but uh do you have anything else you want to add while we're here anything else you want to talk about
1: uh no i don't think so i really appreciate the support you know it means a lot um to someone just getting started with this stuff so yeah thank you and for everything you do for um uh you know the scene and, and sort of br- raising awareness of of artists making interesting music in these genres it's um i mean it's been really influential for me uh, on on my you know musical taste and and discovering interesting things to listen to and and feeding some of those things back into my music it's you know it's it's been great oh man i appreciate that thank you
0: well, until next time, this is Eric, and... Motherfucking paradise I came.